Welcome to the Jesus 360 podcast, a devotional guide through the names and descriptions of Jesus given to us by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. Brother Daniel and myself, Blair Phillips, will be co-hosting today's discussion on Jesus, the one who took the scroll out of the hand of the one who sits on the throne. And so this revelation of Jesus comes from Revelation chapter 5, verse 7, which reads, it says, Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And so, Brother Daniel, this is a climactic moment in the storyline that John has been seeing and experiencing since Mm. Revelation 4 Mm. to Revelation 5. Mm. I think just before we dive into the the details of what's happening between the, uh, the Lamb and the one on the throne, could you just do a quick review for our listeners of what's happening in the throne room of heaven? That is a... Beautiful requests, but uh, human words are usually quite limited in our ability to describe what is around the throne room. Well, it was obvious in Revelation 4 that there's a door that a door was opened in the heavenly, and an invitation was given to the Apostle John to go up in the realm of the Spirit. And what he saw was the throne of God, the Jasper Sapphire throne of God with rainbow around his throne and the sea of glass around him and the seven lamps of fire burning representing the seven spirits of God. And this is the picture of the the center of the entire existence, eternal existence. You can talk about realms, you can talk about ages, but nothing transcends this centrality of the throne of God. And it's from here that everything else is governed and everything else is created. And so it is truly the center point for everything. And here, uh, in this sense, we saw that the living creatures have been worshipping around the throne. And not only the living creatures, we have 10,000 upon 10,000 of angels. In Revelation 5, that was also joining in to the worship. But the living creatures have a uniqueness in their proclamation. They proclaim holy, holy, holy in a specific way as seraphim, as Isaiah, prophet Isaiah saw the seraphim worshipping around the throne. But the, uh, the, the saints who have been redeemed from the nation, Revelation 5, they sing songs, but with other words, with more words than just holy. But the seraphim could not get himself outside this sacred vocabulary of holy. And so, but not only the saints are on earth and under, the saints on earth and, and, and in heaven are worshipping, we also saw the multitudes of angels, 10,000, about 10,000 of angels who are also worshipping. So we see the scene of the Lord being worshipped and they are not forced to worship. They're compelled by His glory and His beauty and simply respond to His holiness and the beauty of His holiness and they worship. And the works that He accomplished cause Him to be worthy to be worshipped. So Revelation 5-7, the Lamb that was slain and His worthiness to take the scroll out of the right hand of the one who sits on the throne, that is just... Uh, part of the activity within this larger context of the worthiness of the one who sit on the throne. But now specifically this time, not only the ancients of days is worthy to sit on the throne, even the slain lamb, mm. the slain lamb that looks defeated, that looks like he has lost his life, is suddenly alive 
obviously we know Jesus rose again from the dead three days after he was crucified. And he rose again. When he rose again, Philippians described that he was given a name that is above every other name, that every knee shall bow, every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. So this lamb, this slain lamb is now ascended and all the creatures in heaven and on earth recognize the worthiness of this lamb and 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 he without any presumptions, knowing exactly what he has accomplished, approach the Ancient of Days and take the seal scroll out of the right hand of the one who sits on the throne. Now, the, the ancients of days owned the scroll. He could open up the scroll himself because he's the, probably the one who gave the commandment for the scroll to be sealed. And the scroll, the sealed scroll has to do with the final events before the second coming of Jesus. Uh, the, the seal, the trumpets and the bowl, the, the, the three series of seven have to do with the final events that leads to the second coming of Jesus. So the ancients of days himself who sat on the throne knows all things. He could open up and proclaim the judgment and the justice, but he did not because someone, like Daniel chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, someone like the Son of Man mm. who has the Adamic uh, lineage will have to prevail. So even though the Lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the world, even though Jesus was fully God and He was the Word incarnate, but He has to have that Adamic line. So a Son of Man has to be presented before the ancients of days in order for the destiny of the Adamic line, the sons of Adams, to be uh, proclaimed and the final redemption take place. So the key point here is this. Jesus is really the only person in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, in every realm that's worthy to take that scroll and open up that seal. Mm. Even though the, uh, the ancients of days have the authority to do that, but it would violate the consistency of his character and principle. So he just hold on to it until someone fulfill the righteous, righteous requirement of the law according to Romans 8. So, Blair, this is a very glorious and exciting moment in eternal history. It's probably one of the high points. I think it is a high point. I, I almost get this picture, Daniel, of this scroll being held by the hand of the one who's on the throne, the, the Lord Almighty, the Father, in, in almost in this sense. And we don't... In, can't even imagine what that hand looks like but imagine it being glorious and however you picture it in your hand or however you picture it in your head but then imagine a man's hand coming and taking it from that glorious hand and that picture of man partnering with the divine god and that was his desire all along and he had be to become man to bring us into our fullness but just that that picture is it's truly a high point of human history and I think it's also amazing to look at that those who are viewing this describe the Lamb's worthiness. They don't describe Him as being rich enough to take the scroll or being strong enough to take the scroll. He has the qualification. They, yeah, they, they ascribe it to His worthiness of what He's done, of who He is. It's part of His, his person and His nature that makes Him able to take that. And I think that's something to dwell on it and pray through right there. 
Yeah, if you recall the prayer of Jesus in John 17, verse 3 to 5, when he said, Father, glorify me. I have finished the work that you have called me to do. So Jesus has finished the work, therefore enable him to take the scroll. And the scroll has to lead to the destruction of the devil because in Revelation 19, the Antichrist is thrown in the lake of fire. Revelation 20, the dragon is bound in the bottomless pit. And eventually he's thrown into the lake of fire himself. And so we see that the works of the devil, the destruction of the works of the devil is really uh, complete. The beginning of the destruction is complete with Jesus giving up his life on the cross. So he manifests himself, Jesus, in his first coming in order to destroy the works of the devil. The devil is dismantled. The process of his entire lies and false reign is all been dismantled awaiting the finality of judgment mm -hmm. and so the scroll has to be opened the seal has to be broken the seal has the people have to begin to read what is the content inside the, the each of the seal and proclaim it and so the lord execute what is in the, the scroll and so it has to do with the destruction of the works of the devil and obviously for all those who align themselves with the devil mm -hmm. and which is not actually that difficult to do due to the propensity of our sinful nature. So when Jesus lay hold of the scroll and opened the seal, he's just completing the work of the slain, slain lamb, mm -hmm. which is actually finished on the cross when he declared it is finished. So he purchased, the, the, you know, he was the purchase price on the cross, but now he's taking the actual strategy of God as a man, the second Adam into his hand to actuate it. Yes, actuate it and the dimension of redemption, but also the dimension of releasing justice, which is the mm -hmm. devil has done a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. It's time for him to be judged. So, so the last, the opening of the, the seals and the trumpet and the bowl, uh, part of the release of the judgment of the wicked, uh, along with the redemption of the righteous, the complete redemption of the righteous, and the act, actualizing what that which is already finished on the cross, like you said. So as we gaze upon Jesus as the one who, who is able to take the scroll from the right hand of the one who sits on the throne, how do we apply that in our lives today? What do we take away as we pray through the Jesus 360 prayer model? So when you when we behold the one who is worthy to take the scroll, we understand that we have come to the worthy ones. And the worthy one is able to ascribe to us all his authority and power as his redeemed. We belong to him. We are not homeless. We are not masterless. We, we, we have been purchased. We are not without a bridegroom. We are married in covenant. So all this sense of belonging and security allow us to understand that we are co-heir with him in his plan. So when he opened the seals, he, and when he released the trumpet, and he, all this is so that the ancients of day in Daniel 7 will rule in favor of the saints. And if this is not going to happen, then we will not finally inherit the kingdoms of this world with Christ. Christ is the one that will be the king of kings, that will receive the kingdom of this world, that will become kingdom of our God. But we will reign with him. So the, because he's worthy to open the scroll, therefore we can enter into our kingship. Because we can enter into our kingship, then we can begin to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, 
carrying out the work of the kingdom now and onto all eternity. Mm. And obviously, we can ask the, the three live question: Who are you, Lord? Who am I in you? And what shall I do for you? So, very simply, if he's the one who is worthy to take the scroll, that declare the final destiny of earth and all the, the people that live on the earth, then I'm the one whose destiny is in his hand, who is saved because he's going to rule in favor of me by the grace of God. And then because of that, I'm going to go out there and begin to affect and influence and impact the lives of the people around me because I'm the one who is uh, walking with Christ as his co-heir and that will receive the kingdom. And I must live in such a way that I'm going to inherit this kingdom. And when, when you know that you're going to inherit this kingdom, you look at life very differently. You don't look at life from a, a poverty mindset. You look at life from an, a blessed inheritor mindset. Mm -hmm. And the, the way you steward things on the earth will also change mm -hmm. The way you steward every small little thing, every small relationship will also... Even the way we treat the environment will be very different. You know, the young people today are very environmental conscious. There's some misguidedness about the extremity of that, but there is a, a biblical message of how we can actually... Uh, really in our dominion mandate, have a proper stewardship mm -hmm. of the environment. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's move on to the prayer section. Would you like to pray? I love to pray, but I want to challenge our audience that to know that when you face all kinds of opposition or you feel that the devil is against you or the evil one is against you or you feel that uh, you know, you're not sure uh, whether you have any inheritance in the Lord and whether uh, that the, the Lord even thinks about you. Remember that we are coming to the one who is, who has, who is worthy to take the scroll from the right hand of the one who is sitting on the throne. That means Jesus has the right to declare the final destiny of your life, your nation, your city. And Jesus is also the one who has full access to the Father. He has opened up the new and living way so that we can also approach the throne of grace that way. So we don't need to be stuck. We don't need to be uh, stuck where we're at, not knowing uh, who we are and, and what we shall do, what we must do. Because we have a God who has prevailed. We have a, a Lamb who has prevailed to take the scroll. So Lord Jesus... You are worthy to take the scroll from the one who dwells in inapproachable light. Yes, and from his right hand of majesty, you receive that scroll and you are worthy to open the seal. We want you to open the seal, O Lord, because the seal will speed up the marriage of the Lamb and we want to be with you forever. You turn our weeping day by day into joy, our hopelessness into glory, Jesus, because someone is finally worthy to open the seal on the scroll. For, for so long, all the angels and the creatures saw this scroll on the right hand of the one who sits on the throne, but no one is worthy, no one in heaven, no one on earth. But now we know the slain lamb, you are worthy. Lord, will you help us to have greater understanding when the seal opened, uh, and the trumpet is blasted, and the bowl is poured out, all these series, why are you doing all this at the time you're doing it? 
Give us the understanding to embrace the shaking and to know how to respond and engage in the, in the works of the gospel and the commandment of the Lord appropriately. So we bless our audience today. We ask that you increase courage and faith among everyone who is listening in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us for this Jesus 360 podcast, and we look forward to you joining us next time as we continue on through the names and descriptions of Jesus in the book of Revelation. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul with your love you satisfy my soul you satisfy